Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's Take. As we roll along throughout this month of July, a couple of big events are coming up in the world of sports this week, and I want to touch on them. First of all, got to talk about the British Open, or as they say, the Open, as it's called officially. NBC, of course, televising the event for a number of years, and this year's event is going to be played at St. Andrews. It's a big historic event, and already controversy prior as Greg Norman was uninvited from the champion of champions celebration early in the week because of his, his involvement in the live golf tournament or golf uh, circuit, I should say. And I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it just seems now that uh, we're getting deeper, deeper divisions. And it is going to be interesting to see if they somehow get to a compromise with this because it's almost like it's being petty. Uh, you do this, I'm going to do this. Da, 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 da. The bottom line, though, is it's about the players and it's a caliber of players on that upstart golf tour. And also, the question is going to be how many of them who go and take the money for guaranteed, you know, guaranteed money, but again, will it offset their loss of sponsorships? Because a number of golfers have had their sponsorship deals canceled because they're not on the PGA Tour. And I think it's kind of interesting, you know, who controls the dollars and who controls the golfer. And again, by all rights, golfers are independent contractors, according to what the PGA says. So if that's the case, then why are they not being allowed to play in the PGA golf tour? They're independent contractors. Now, if they are under contract to the PGA tour, that's a different story. Then you're breaking a contract. And, and I understand that. That's where I think there's a gray area here. The Department of Justice is looking into it right now. And again, it'll be interesting to see what the majors decide to do, because those are the golf tournaments that every professional cares about. Now, there are four of them. The Masters, which is run by the Augusta National Golf Club, and uh, Augusta National decides who plays there. The PGA Championship, which, of course, is controlled by the PGA Tour, so pff, strike that one. They're not going to be able to play there. The U.S. Open, which is controlled by the USGA, and the Open, which is controlled by uh, the European Golf Tour. Now, none of them have come out and said this is what's going to happen, except for the PGA, of course, who said that non-PGA members will not be allowed to play in the PGA Championship, as it should be. Okay, I get that. But... If these, and, and I've said this before on Trips Take, if these majors come out and say the golfers cannot participate, that's going to make some really interesting discussions now because some of these players are still in their prime and still have a chance. And again, to not be able to go to Augusta, to not be able to go to the Open, to not be able to play in the U.S. Open would mean a lot to these guys because those are the crown jewel events. It'd be kind of like, and I'll compare this, if you may remember, when the uh, Indianapolis 500 uh, was was tainted because the IRL, Indy Racing League, started up and told CART that we're going to reserve spots for our people who are running in our circuit, and you'll have to qualify, and they basically pulled out, and it was an ugly riff, and it really destroyed IndyCar's image that it's never really reclaimed, and of course, NASCAR then took over, but again, be, think about not being able to participate in the crown jewel of your sport, the Indianapolis 500, and that's what happened. So the same kind of thing is going here. 
it'll be interesting to see how this does resolve itself. And I'm sure we will have some clarification over the course of the next couple of weeks. But I mentioned the fact the Open is being played. Tiger Woods is participating. I mean, listen, any Tiger Woods we get is a bonus. After the auto accident and all his injuries, I mean, let's face it, he's not the golfer he was. But listen, just one more time, if we could see some Tiger brilliance, and that's all anybody's hoping for. But Tiger Woods is now to the point in his career where a couple more years and then he'll start playing the seniors tour. And let's face it, he's going to probably tear it up on the senior tour. He'll win a bunch of championships. But again, Tiger is fixated on the majors. That's what his life has been all about for his entire life. And those major championships are what he wants to play for. And of course, Tiger Woods came out with some strong comments this week about the live golf tournament or golf tour, and they offered him money. But he said, no, it's not worth it. I, I said, I don't need the money. I got endorsements. <laughs> you know, I don't need your money, and I, I, I don't want to play it. And again, that's how I feel. Second event that's coming up this week is the Baseball All-Star Game. Now, it used to be, believe it or not, there were two days in the calendar year where there were no professional sports played. The day before the All-Star Game, the day after the All-Star Game. Well, that's why ESPN would schedule the ESPYs for the day after the All-Star Game because, you know, most uh, everybody was off, and so the baseball players could go to the ceremony and then go back and rejoin their team. And, of course, in the old days, it used to be a three-day All-Star break, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now they've extended it to four, and they don't really restart. Uh, I mean, a couple teams play on Thursday, but, but Friday is when everybody gets back into the group. The All-Star Game is always a special thing. And it has been special for a number of years. I remember when I was young, rooting for the American League and the National League beat them every single year. It was discouraging. And then all of a sudden, the script flipped, and the American League started winning all of the All-Star games. Of course, that was about the time I started betting with my buddy Mark. I ended up winning lots of bets. But the All-Star game was an occasion that I would get together with a couple of buddies. We'd all grill steaks. We'd sit there. It was a great night, drink some beers, too. And it was a fun night. And I remember many of those things with Mr. E and, and, and Mark and, um, boy, uh, we had fun. Um, my buddy Scott would come down a couple times. I mean, this is, this is a big thing. We'd have five, six guys. And again, you're sitting around shooting the breeze, watching a baseball game. And it was so great. Of course, it was after the all-star game. I hosted at my house one year when I said, I need a bigger TV. Uh, <laughs> watching it on that TV was not good. And I went out and got a bigger TV just after that. Uh, but um, and there were also years, I mean, when I was working mornings, I'd have to go to bed early. So I couldn't stay up for the rest of the game. I would try to, but I really didn't. But then there were times that, uh, you know, they would stay. It didn't bother me. And, ah, uh, yes, the all-star game ended and I'd hear about it because I'd find money left for me because the bets were paid off because American league won, national league lost. <laughs> I, I guess I suppose the bucket list thing would be to attend the all-star game. Although, Again, I, I just, I don't know. There've been a couple opportunities because it has been in my neck of the woods and I've never really had the, um, wherewithal to go to it. And, but it, it was, it brings back so many great memories because I was a diehard Yankee fan as a kid. And I remember in 69 when it was rained out, started the next day in Washington and Mel Stolomire got the start for the Yankees. I was all excited about that. And again, the all-star game was so different and, the all-star game again in, if you remember the game in 2002, that just ruined it for me when they played to a tie because they ran out of pitchers. Now, wait a minute. 
I thought the idea was to win the game. There were all-star games that went into extra innings and they never seemed to run out of pitchers. There were always a couple of guys they'd hold in reserve, but now it's become more of getting into the all-star game and playing everybody. And that is where I think the, uh, you know, the road has been shifted. What happened to playing to win? I mean, that's what made the all-star game so competitive in the 60s, 70s, and in the early 80s because both sides wanted to win. And the managers played to win. And they would talk about that. Of course, also, it's a different day and time. You have interleague play. It's not like you don't see these guys. I mean, you see them in spring training, but uh, or you see them in postseason, of course, in the World Series. But you would that the only other time you'd see them would be the All-Star game. I also remember some great memories that I want to go back to. Remember when they did the um, all uh, the baseball team, the all-time great team, and it was at Fenway Park in Boston, and Ted Williams came out. That was just a magical, magical thing. And that's what the All-Star game is. It's magic. You never know what's going to happen. Unfortunately, uh, it has become a show, and they have a red carpet now that starts at 2 in the afternoon. But the thing that bothers me is the baseball all-star game. Start the broadcast at 7. Start the game at 7.15. Get the game over with so most of the kids can see it. The problem is baseball is playing for television audience. The later it starts, you're playing for the West Coast crowd. And that is where baseball has lost a large generation. And that's the problem right now. Baseball, not the America's pastime. That's football now. And again, one of the reasons is because the All-Star game starts so darn late. Come on, it's summertime. You don't have to worry about school, but let's get the game going at a decent time. But somehow, I don't think my prayers will be answered. Speaking of TV times, again, NASCAR last weekend was in Atlanta. Start time, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Come on, come on, 3 o'clock. People aren't getting home till late. On Sunday night, they're paying big money to go see the race. Started at 1 o'clock. Have uniform start time. 1 o'clock in the east. The west coast, okay. You want to start the race at 3 o'clock noon west coast time? That's fine. But when you're in the east coast, in the eastern time zone, come on. Let's get it started because everybody knows what weather can be. And thunderstorms uh, hit in the afternoon, especially in Atlanta. Now, they lucked out, and they didn't have that this past weekend. But these start times are just freaking ridiculous and that's one of the things that really kind of bothers me as as a sports fan and as a parent too that's trips take for july 14th 2022 love to hear your comments and questions about my podcast just email trips take at gmail.com fantasy football players get ready another fantasy season is on tap and our other podcast the fantasy sultans with mike check and yours truly will kick off soon on anchor apple google spotify iheart Another podcast host. Hey, if you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, listen to WTRS Radio, powered by Live365.com. Join me again next week for another edition of Trip's Take. For now, I am Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.